Good morning. Today is the last on the series on hospitality. I have been asked to share what I have been learning about hospitality through my training in clinical pastoral education and spiritual direction training. In the fall of 2011, I entered the Kairos Spiritual Direction Training Program, a two-year program. The purpose of spiritual direction is to attend to the directee's relationship with God. The directee comes with the goal of focusing on the spiritual dimensions of life, including the movement of God in their daily activities. The director looks to the leading of the Holy Spirit when discerning questions or direction of the session. I would describe this as creating time and space where change can take place in the relationship between the directee and God. In the summer of 2012, I entered the first of two clinical pastoral education units. Um, I'm going to call this CPE from here on. CPE involves providing pastoral care in a variety of settings. In my training, I engaged with strangers and persons I knew in the hospital, retirement community, and church settings. When I entered CPE training, I expected that I would learn how to pray meaningful prayers and read scriptures that would be a source of comfort and encouragement. What I also learned is that an important part of pastoral care involves being with others and making space to hear their stories. As an entry into my sharing, I want to look at the Luke passage that was read this morning. This is a familiar passage. Earlier in the chapter, Luke tells about the 70 persons Jesus sent out to places Jesus intended to go. They were given very specific instructions, including how and when to accept hospitality. The passage today that we heard today includes the story of the Good Samaritan and is followed by the story of Mary and Martha, which Pastor Dawn used several weeks ago to further open our understanding of hospitality. Tucked in the midst of these stories of hospitality, we have the exchange between a lawyer and Jesus. The lawyer asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus asks a question in return to the lawyer. That could be seen as a way to avoid a trap, but it was also a very hospitable response. Instead of giving the lawyer the right answer, Jesus opened up the space for the lawyer to look for his own answer. Jesus asks, what is written in the law? What do you read there? And the lawyer responds, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus answers, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. The, the lawyer follows with the question, who is my neighbor? I find myself asking a different question 
How do I show love to God, neighbor, and self? I believe that one answer to that question is through hospitality. Hospitality extends love to God, neighbor, and self. We have been hearing the quote from Henry Nouwen in the book Reaching Out, um, and I want to read that quote about hospitality again, and I quote, Hospitality means primarily the creation of free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them space where change can take place. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom not disturbed by dividing lines." End quote. I want to share some of what has challenged my thinking over the past two years around the idea of hospitality to God, neighbor, and self. What does it mean to extend hospitality to God? It's fairly easy to see God's great hospitality to me. Psalm 103 talks about God's hospitality to us. God extends love, grace, and mercy to me in spite of my unworthiness. I don't need to be perfect to earn God's love. In fact, there is no way I can be perfect enough to earn God's love. It is a gift freely given. God gives me the space to grow and waits patiently when I'm too busy or otherwise distracted to connect with God. What about the other side? How do I provide hospitality to God? How do I open up the space to enter, for God to enter and become a friend instead of an enemy? I believe that one way I extend hospitality to God is by making time and interior space for God. For me, that means setting my alarm early enough to make time in my morning schedule for quiet time. It means actually getting up and staying up when the alarm rings instead of turning it off and going back to bed. It means regularly using contemplative prayer practices to open up that space within myself to wait or to be with God. It is not easy to make that space, and some days it doesn't happen. But I am committed to demonstrating the importance of my relationship with God by giving time and attention and showing up for that relationship on a regular basis. When I participated in the first spiritual direction training weekend in September of 2001, it was very clear from the beginning that the leaders placed primary importance on our relationship with God. The first book we read was about centering prayer, a contemplative form of prayer that focuses on surrender of our thoughts, our fears, our self-preoccupation, 
and focuses on opening ourselves to the presence and the work of God within us. Throughout the two-year program, we have been encouraged to listen and to watch for the leading of the Holy Spirit, particularly in spiritual direction sessions. When I enter an interaction, such as a spiritual direction session, from a place of internal spaciousness, I am better able to notice the movement and nudgings of the Holy Spirit. When I have been too busy to allow time and space, or when I am distracted by issues from my own life, I often end up struggling and trying to think through things on my own. I feel like I'm working very hard. When I am in tune with the movement of the Holy Spirit at work in the other person and within myself, it is an amazing experience that flows. I recall one spiritual direction session in which I was uncertain about how to proceed. As is typical for me, I asked for silence to hold what had been shared to that point. In the silence, I asked the Holy Spirit to guide me. A question came to my mind, but I'm thinking, no, no, that's not it. Nothing else came. After the silence, I heard myself asking that question, and at the same time, I'm thinking, why am I asking that question? My head didn't think it was a good question. I sat in amazement as I watched that question open up a new and deeper level in the relationship between the directee and God. What a privilege it is to sit in that space and to experience the hospitality of a directee sharing their journey and seeing God at work in their lives. I want to add that hospitality between God and myself is not something that I do. It's a gift. I need to make the space in order to receive and participate in that hospitality. When I am aware of, when I am in a place of awareness of hospitality flowing between God and myself, then I am in a position to look at hospitality to myself. Now, and also in his book, Reaching Out, asked the question, how do we develop enough inner space to receive this story of the stranger? I want to identify two areas where I have noticed opportunities to give hospitality to myself. I've been learning a lot about myself in the past two years. In CPE, there has been an emphasis on family systems theory. This has involved looking at the patterns of interaction I learned in my family of origin, particularly in response to anxiety. One of the things I have learned is that I have an unfortunate tendency towards overfunctioning. That means I am prone to do for others what they could do for themselves. I have also noticed my tendency towards perfectionism which has created a lot of anxiety and fears. In some cases, it has led me to avoid taking risks because I didn't think I could do things well enough or perfectly enough. I believe God is inviting me to practice hospitality towards myself, which is creating space where change can take place within me. 
For me, the first step is to acknowledge my patterns of behavior which are not healthy, my fears, my dark side. My normal tendency is to be unaware, to ignore or push away the awareness of those areas which actually serves to give them more power instead of less. A breakthrough for me came in a spiritual direction training session. It was my turn to participate in spiritual direction in the fishbowl. This means that I'm sitting in the circle, I'm receiving direction from one of the instructors, and there are 16 people watching and holding us in prayer. In that session, what came to my attention was a fear I was experiencing. I noticed an invitation to welcome that fear as a part of myself. To my amazement, when I welcomed that fear, I felt more whole. In that spacious place of welcome of my fear, the fear lost its power, and I was then able to move toward change. Another invitation I noticed was to attend to what is motivating me to offer hospitality. In a recent conversation, this was stated well by another. She asked the question, when I'm in a relationship with someone else and I'm doing something for them, am I doing this for myself, for the other person, or in response to the leading of God? Good question. I am finding it is important to notice when I am particularly intent on a specific outcome in a relationship with someone else. To notice times when I think something specific should be happening in that interaction. I need to ask, what is my motivation? Is it about feeling better about myself? Feeling like I'm successful? as a spiritual director as a, or as a provider of pastoral care? Am I trusting that God will guide and direct the conversation, perhaps in a direction that I hadn't thought about, and that God is guiding and directing the life of the other person? I have begun praying often, God, help me to remember that this is not about me. It's about you. Accepting all of myself, giving myself space for change, and being more clear about my motivation when providing hospitality helps to open up the space within me to hear another story. How do I offer space for another to grow and change? This has been a journey for me. I want to offer two stories about my journey into hospitality to others. The first is a story about my relationship with my brother, Lowell, and he's given me permission to share this story. I mentioned that earlier in CPE, we are asked to pay attention to our patterns of relationship, and I noted that my pattern is to overfunction. Last summer, my brother had an injury to his left shoulder. Around that time, I was invited out to eat with his family. In response to questions, he 
he shared that he was scheduled for an MRI. He also mentioned some activities with which he was experiencing difficulty, particularly at work. I immediately jumped in and began giving him lots of advice about what he should do, including telling him that he should let his coworkers know what help he needs and remember to ask for help. Through a comment from someone at the table, my attention was caught to what I was actually doing. And in the process, some of the processes of CPE, I began to notice this very common pattern of offering more advice than was really needed. Later in the summer, when my brother was making additional decisions related to the care of his shoulder, I was able to step back. I expressed my concern. I asked questions, but gave my brother the responsibility of determining what course of action he wanted to take. I was giving space for him to make the decisions and changes that were needed. Guess what? He made very good decisions without my telling him what to do. <laughs> Community meal on Monday evenings has been a real challenge. In my interactions with our guests, I have talked to a number of persons who are very open with the fact that they struggle with addictions and, in fact, are still using. What does it mean to provide space for another to change? In one of the first meals, I started talking with a young woman I'll call Sarah. Sarah told me that she struggles with addiction to a variety of drugs. She has been through several rehab programs, and although she wants to stop, she continues to use drugs. In fact, the day before our first conversation, her boyfriend threw her out of the apartment because he realized that she was using. She also talked about how difficult it was to find work. My mind went into high gear. What did I need to do? Did she need a place to stay? Did she need help finding work? Was there a drug rehab program that would work better for her? I did manage not to ask most of those questions, although I did ask if she had a place to stay. I don't know what I would have done if she said she needed help. She actually turned out to be pretty resourceful in, in meeting her needs. Gradually, I realized that what she wanted was to talk, someone who would listen. We have connected a number of times over the past eight months. Sarah continues to share her difficult journey. We celebrated when she told me she had been clean for nine days. I listened to her disappointment about not finding a job. The last time I saw her at a meal, I met her boyfriend. Sarah is on a very difficult journey. I can't change her journey. I can't fix things for her. I can't make her better. My prayer is that by listening and making space to hear her story, I am helping to create a space for her to change. This is the last Sunday in the series on hospitality. We are known as a hospitable congregation. We are friendly and welcome visitors. 
We welcome guests to community meals and into living space through Chestnut Housing. In the past five weeks, have you noticed an invitation to move more deeply into hospitality? What drew your attention? Are you being called to deeper hospitality to God, to self, to a family member, a neighbor, a stranger? How can we as individuals and as a congregation move more deeply into providing the gift of hospitality?